Welcome to Lonely Town of Killers podcast with Derek and Jimmy. Today we have a special guest. We're interviewing John McDonald, who I'm going to classify as a super fan of the Killers. In our brief discussion before we started recording, he said he's just a fan. But I think as we get going, you'll see that he's more than just a fan. And uh, so that's why we're excited to have him today and talk about some of his experiences. So, John, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on and taking some time with us. How are you doing today? Uh, Doing great. For Flowers Friday and uh, glad to have this uh, opportunity to spread the word from a fan's perspective. A lot of the people that you've interviewed have, you know, insight into the business or music. Uh, I think of uh, Tom Phillips. I mean, that guy knows everything about music. I just love music. I don't I can't. I played the guitar when I was 15, but I, I wasn't any good. Just enjoyed getting up to the barrier for a killer show that hour and 45 minutes just close your brain and sing along and jump up and down and it's a great escape from uh, anything you might want to escape from <laughs> well from what i understand it takes a lot more than an hour and 45 minutes of your day <laughs> to get to the barrier so we'll get into that but oh i just wanted to thank you for coming on um when we were trying to schedule uh we had some conflicts and things and you were more than uh more than willing to uh, put up with uh, all the runaround I gave you. So I appreciate that. And I wanted to mention, uh, I'm not going to give your whole email address, but uh, when you have a victim in the title of your email address, I think you're more than just a fan. Well, I've, I've said many times had somebody told me in 2000 that when I was, I don't know, around 62 years old, then I don't know, I'm 77. Now, if they just said, you're going to get attached to a, uh, indie band and follow them around the country and become a legend of the fan fandom i just said wrong guy you know uh, <laughs> that ain't me but here i am today about 112 shows in and as you say many 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 hours queuing and it's been it's been a quite enjoyable uh uh venture for me or journey I, that I didn't really expect. You know, I, I I just thought a oh, good band, good music. But I've been fortunate. I got in early in 2007 with Sam's Town, and back then you could stay after the shows and you could meet the guys on on many occasions. And I have had a lot of uh, time with the crew, with the band. Not in the past couple of years. I I gave up even trying that, and and I understand. <laughs> you know they're in a world of their own in as far as uh, fandom goes. Yeah. Could you tell us about how you, how you got into him back then? Well, I had, you know, I knew hot fuss. Uh, somebody told me and the, the big numbers on that song, but only from the radio. When I was looking to take my daughter to something that we both might enjoy. Uh, my older daughter told me, Oh, you ought to take her to a killer show. So killers were coming to town. Uh, I was right there at 10 a.m. when the sale went on. It still ended up back in the middle of the 200 section. It was a great show. I left there thinking, I'm going to do this again. And fortunately, with my job at the time, uh, I was a technical expert for engineers and salespeople around the country who were selling construction products that my company made. And I would go do training with them, with, them, with engineering groups. And so I could sort of find out when I wanted to be in Colorado and make it work. If I, <laughs> I needed to. And I used that as, that was my crutch. I had, I, I spent 25 years with the company. I had 30 days vacation. They knew what I was doing. There was, there was no, uh, you think I'm working and I'm out here queuing. Now I go to Texas <laughs> for, for five days. I trained for two days and I'd take three days vacation and I'd queue with my buddies in Austin and Houston and Dallas so that I could, catch the shows there i over time i've i've come surprised at, at how much i enjoy the queuing you know if you didn't first of all you got to have the passion you know people say when should i get there what should i do i say let your passion drive you i can't tell you be there at nine o'clock in the morning if you if you care enough about the band you'll be there at nine o'clock in the morning is, is kind of my opinion. And I have got friends that don't like me spreading the word because they don't want to build the crowd. You know? uh, but I just tell them, Hey, 
people aren't going to show up unless they got the fire in their belly. My second show was Red Rocks, but it was a Samstown show where Brandon had laryngitis. He came out and did uh, uh, an interlude and when we were young and ran off the stage. And I, I knew right then we were in trouble. Ronnie came out and said, sorry, folks, doctor won't let him come back. We'll be back. We'll make this up to you. And uh, it was disappointing. And I spent hours in the parking lot at Red Rocks just trying to get out of there. But when I came home, I kicked a chair and pouted and told my wife how disappointed I was. And she says, oh, you'll get back there. So I knew I had the green light. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to be uh, in September. They did a, uh, came back to Red Rocks and they did a show at the Fox Theater, which only holds less than a thousand people. And it was kind of a warm up show for Red Rocks. And it was to make up to the Colorado people for, you know, pulling out of a show. Well, I was there at 10 o'clock in the morning, my second, my third actually ever killer show and lining up with some people that I still remember and learning what this queuing thing was all about be honest uh, i heard later that the band took note of this old guy who was sitting out front with his laptop you know waiting to see the killers was on the barrier and that was just the beginning of uh, of a whole you know the next night it was red rocks and i think i did seven sam's town shows total and i out of all the shows that i've done i've done i've been on the barrier if I, i've done 112 shows I've been on the barrier 105 times you know, in that. And wow. there's just a, the energy there. There's a, there's a camaraderie with the people that you're, that you're around. There's that little glance you might get once in a while from Ronnie or, or Ted or whoever's up there. And it's, it's just a great experience. You know? I, the most shows I did was was with day and age and uh, I didn't see it coming. My wife at the beginning said, Oh, I guess we're going to go see a dozen day and age shows. I said, no, no, no. I saw 32. And And the, the, the people I've met, uh, the chances, I just respect the hell out of uh, uh, Brandon Flowers and, and Ronnie, the whole band, uh, you know, Ronnie's just a really talented musician. He didn't just grow up in a garage. You know, he he's 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 an educated musician. But Brandon, he's a sweetheart of a guy, and to have been able to have met him in the early part of his career when he was a little more shy and a little bit more reserved, just a great opportunity. Yeah. That when they did the Fox Theater show, we heard where they were staying that night in uh, Boulder. So we, we went over and there was a bar downstairs and all the guys from the band were in the bar, but not Brandon. And I was told, Brandon doesn't drink, quit smoking, he won't be in the bar. A little while later, somebody said, Brandon's standing up on the parking lot outside. Man, I was there. And I walked <laughs> out, thanked him for the show. Asked him if I could get a picture. He said, sure. Puts his arm around me. I mean, my wife was so pissed. <laughs> her, her ex, I put that picture on Facebook, and her thing to me was, I've been chasing Rod Stewart for two decades, and I've never seen him get out of his effing limousine. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, was, that was a great experience. There's been many little opportunities and uh, Brandon knows me and I feel good about that and I don't hold any special place in his uh, repertoire of people but they know who John is they they even have a name for me but that's their name and I know when I hear that that somebody in the band is 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 calling on me so I don't try to spread that one around but awesome so you've been following him since that Brandon was doing uh mustaches and bolo ties and some through the fuzzy or I guess the feather shoulder pads. What, what's changed with their shows over the years or with the, their performance? How would you characterize how things have changed over the years? 
Well, it, it certainly has become more of a Vegas type presentation when you think of wonderful, wonderful, and uh, even imploding the uh, Mirage. You know, his shows have always been tough. I say his shows, you know, him and Ronnie kind of certainly have, have run the team, but Brandon's not, you know, people go and think they're going to hold up a sign and say, you know, play some song that you did, you know, 20 years ago. He won't do that. He may play it for him, but he's going to take his group out, practice it for a day and a half, drive them crazy and come out and do it. And it's going to be tight. It's going to be right. So I can tell you, I went to a place called The Fuse in New York City. I don't know if they still exist, but it was a uh, cable network thing. And they were they were going to do a, a killer show based on day and age. And it was the middle of the afternoon, I'd say four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And like any good victim, I arrived bright and early, was probably number two or three in line and all these familiar faces that I knew were there with me. And these girls came out and they said, look, uh, we're going to let you in, but we got to put you in the back because this is being done and sponsored by Nintendo. And it's, it's really pointed towards a, a younger generation. Well, we were fine with that. You know, put us in the back. It was a little small room. It wasn't even a venue. So they took all the young people in and put them up front. And then they walked us older folks back in. And they stood me right next to Matt, which is uh, Brandon's keyboard tech guy. And I turned to my right and they opened the door. And there's Brandon standing with his feathered thing on. He's right up front. And uh, Venucci was behind him. And Brandon comes out and he sees me and he gives me a big high five. And then Venucci gives me a high five. And these girls, their mouths like drop into the floor because the old, <laughs> folks, the old folks knew him. The, the thing I got out of that was when Brandon gave me high five, this was what, 2008, maybe 2009, his hand was soaking wet. And that, you know, that, that was Brandon. He was nervous. He was going up there and he was nervous. And that I, I remember most of the time when he talked during Sam's Town and uh, Day and Age, he'd stutter a, a little bit. You know, well, th 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 thanks for coming out. You know, we, we really enjoyed it. That's all gone now. You know, you don't get that shy boy. He knows what he's doing, doing it with intent. That, you know, that was special. Ronnie Venucci gave me a symbol from day and age out in California, which I didn't expect. That was before. He wasn't doing symbols all over the country back then. And the uh, show was over. He walked back, he pulls the big symbol off the back, and he walks over right in front of me and starts swinging it. And I knew it was mine. These kids were all jumping <laughs> on my shoulders. No, this is mine. And so I got it. And I talked to their manager. I said, look, I'd like to come back and when you come back to Jersey and, and get the band to sign the symbol. I said, no problem. We'll have you in for the day and uh, for, for the show in New Jersey. So they they were playing uh, Camden Yards. And I'm sure uh, Jeremy thought I was going to show up at 7 o'clock and say, I'm here to watch the show. I was there at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving them my business card and I'm saying, I'm here to you know, to, to see Tori or, uh, or Jeremy or whoever's here. And they took me back and it was, I think it was William was his name. He was a stage manager back then. And he looks at me, he goes, ah, oh, because he didn't know who was coming. He goes, oh, Front Row John. So he had a name for me, too. And I said, yeah, Jeremy said I could come. I said, I want to see the whole thing. I want to see you set up. I want to see Browning. I don't want to just see the show. So he called Jeremy. Jeremy said, hey, give him a ticket. Give him a pass. And let him have a fun day, which I did. And that night, I brought the symbol out. They were back in, I guess, what you call the green room or whatever band. And Ronnie's signing the symbol, and uh, we were going to get, Anna was going to get everybody else to sign it. And he said to me, you want me to put it to John? And I said, no. <laughs> which I sort of wish now I would have said yes, because it hurt his feelings. Said, oh, yeah, it'll be worth more now, right? And I said, Ronnie, I'll still have that symbol. I will not be selling that symbol to anybody. It's on my wall over here. And it was a good time. It was, had family out in the crowd. And, 
and I was waving to him from the corner of the stage every once in a while. So, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, is there a favorite? Uh, Read My Mind has always been my favorite killer song. Sandstown's my favorite album, but Day and Age is just, is, is so incredible. And I don't think I would appreciate it as much as I should have when I was doing it. But uh, I'm so glad I got to do so many of them. No Tommy Martin. Just just rock and roll with them. They knew when they knew when John's last show was. They sent a crew out to interview me so they could have an interview with me. So, you know, it's crazy little things that happen. So did the rest uh, of your family uh I mean you took your daughter on that first show. Your other daughter told you that you should probably uh take her to that one, might be a good show. Do they stay as avid or, or are you just the mega fan that that travels the country? I'm, I'm the mega fan. They they like the killers, but they, you know, my wife's about 14 years younger than me, but she knows songs I don't even know. And she knows all the words, every lyric, every course, every verse. I know the hook and that's about it. You know, I, I like that. Song. <laughs> but they've all been to a number of shows with me. I, I've made sure in the early years, day and age, I don't know how many shows they've been to, but they've probably been to a dozen killer shows with me. Uh, mostly on the East Coast or local things. Uh, but they have their bands and their, their people. My wife's a Rod Stewart, Stevie Nicks fan, and, and Fall Out Boy. And I have a special needs son who's a WWE uh, fanatic. So. That's my guy. That's Derek's. <laughs> That's Derek's thing, too. We already have tickets for WrestleMania in Philadelphia both nights. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm going yeah. to Monday Night Raw in a couple weeks. So oh, front row, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, geez. He, I, I'll be honest. Uh, I have an older stepson that liked wrestling. I, I went with him. I went with Eddie up until about five years ago, and I just wore out. I, I said, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I really got sick of the commercials that you have to put up with when you're in those darn things, and I'm not. I don't have the passion. You know, the killers. Uh -huh. It's no problem. Wrestling. It's not. So my stepson's coming out from California next year. And that's who we got the tickets for him and uh, Eddie to do WrestleMania. I'm, um, I'm a little, I'm a little jealous there, but that'll be all right. I've always, uh, I thought the man would be a great wrestling uh, entrance theme. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll probably it'll eventually show up when someday somebody will pay that money, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, wonderful, wonderful. I, you know, I probably, I don't even know, I probably did. 10 wonderful, wonderful shows. So I retired in, in 2014, so I lost my free ticket around the country uh, <laughs> <laughs> when that happened. But, you know, last year I went out to Salt Lake in Denver on my own dime, and I'm so glad I did. I, I, you know, I, I like those towns. I like those shows and the people. New York's a little heavy. California's a little heavy. Uh, although these Reno shows tempted me that are coming up in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to stay away, but that that two nights in a row with that one would have been sweet. I, you know, I'll just have to be satisfied with all the all the opportunities I've had, I guess. Yeah, we uh, we were at that Salt Lake show, and I think it was a special show. You've been to a lot of them, but I think uh, kind of with the pressure machine theme and having that little block of, of uh, songs there, it was something different anyways, and I, I'm glad that we were able to attend that. Yeah, I think you're always, you know, I don't want to spread this around, but you're always going to get a little bit different show in Salt Lake because he's, he's got that connection there. You know, I've I've seen something like six, five or six shows in Salt Lake, including Flamingo and uh, uh, Solo. Uh, Start Effect, yeah. Yeah. And We've heard the barrier experience is a little bit different in Salt Lake because you end up with uh, some of the family, a lot more family members. They may, might get some preference, but yeah, uh, the last two shows, and again, I'm I'm there. I'm for, I don't like chewing when it's freezing or when it's raining, so I'm not totally stupid. But um, <laughs> Salt Lake's always had good weather. I've been right. I was number one in the line this this last year, but there was about seven family members dead center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And and I respect that. I know where I'm at. One of the perks of being family, yeah. Yeah, whose town it is. And to be honest, 
those of us who go regular, we don't want to be dead center. Yeah, that damn that's that lit up. Uh, yeah, infinity sign blocks everything. You want to be one side or the other of that. I did uh, Madison Square Garden uh, night one this year, and uh, took my my son Eddie. It was his birthday, so we went up on the train and we were there eight o'clock in the morning, something like that. And we did pretty good. I think we were 29th to 30th in line. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to, to get right in front of Brandon. So I wore my cooning shirt. <laughs> that's where I was going to be. And it put a smile on his face. He saw it. He knew we were there. Uh, well, what goes on in the line then? You get there at eight in the morning and you're ready for a show. But what, what do you do all day long while you're waiting for the show? I mean, you talk to people, you you stare at your phone like we do way too much anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, you you just you trade stories with people, you know. And of course, I I have a lot of people who come up to me. Oh, you're, you're John, and you know how many shows you've been to, and what did you do? And I, I'd sooner talk about who are you, and you know what are you doing here. I know so many people by name, but don't have a face to put to them. So. Get get in line. You can you can put a uh, a face to them. You all take care of each other. If it's cold, maybe somebody goes and goes back to their hotel and changes. And you know, with with respect, you don't have to sit there for eight hours. But you can't come in, show up at seven o'clock in the morning, think you're going to go back to your hotel and show up at four and have <laughs> a space. You know? The line kind of takes care of itself, you know, I think. Uh, and some cues are not fun. They're, they're not awful, but if it's freezing or, you know, I slept outside the Hard Rock when they opened the joint. I was at 1 o'clock in the morning on the concrete outside that place because they wouldn't <laughs> let us wait inside by the doors. I said, no, you can't wait. So there was a, about eight or ten of us who slept on the concrete out there, and they came out about eight in the morning or nine in the morning said, you can't stay out here on the side <laughs> and said, you got to play. So we found out that there were penny machines right next to the doors to go into the, to the venue. So I got on a penny machine, put five hours in it and played all day long. Then <laughs> 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 friends, friends would come up and play it for me because the guy said, I'm going to travel around. I want to know you're playing, but I will say this when, when it came time to get us in, Guy, security came up to me. Said, "Get your people ready. We're gonna, we're gonna get you in there." Now I was, I was second row that night because they had people that had bought rooms for five hundred dollars who got preferred entry. But I knew the people. I was right behind. We had a good time. It was a great show. Uh, so, in all your travels, have you ever made a side trip to Nephi when you've been in Utah? No. I, I, to be honest, I didn't know what Nephi was or where it was until. Last year, when when we got some a new release, it, it's been interesting keeping up with it. I I've enjoyed it. I don't know whether the, you know, the the young rockers enjoy it as much. I feel grateful that I was at the uh, show where he did West Hills. Nice. DC. Yeah, that was that was a real treat. So, yeah, we we were I'm glad we were able to thank Tom for making that. Help him make that happen. Yeah, I should have known that would have been what he asked for. I mean, he kept telling me, they asked me to do a song. You know? And he, he, you want to know what I asked for? I said, no, I want to be surprised. But then I saw the uh, set list as they were taping it onto a speaker. And we knew we knew what was coming. That was a treat. You know, at my 100th show, Brandon did uh, Jag uh, dedicated oh. to me. This is for John, you know. And, <laughs> I hadn't told any, I told people I was queuing with, I said, I just want to hear Jag tonight. Uh, just another girl. Didn't tell them I had put in a request to get it because I didn't know if I'd get it. <laughs> but that was special. Where was that? It used to be Wind River. It's uh, up in Allentown. It's a casino with the Sands and Wind River. Uh, probably holds four or five thousand I, I don't it's it's not a big venue but it's a casino uh -huh. uh, venue and they they don't casinos don't allow cameras traditionally it's, it's crazy though cell phones yes cameras no and of course i've got a little uh very 
expensive, good gig camera, but they wouldn't let me in with it. And and they delayed me, and that's what also put me in front of Ted. So I couldn't be over in front of Brandon when in case he did it. But I had a I had a a girl I know who was right in front of him and caught the whole thing. I had my uh, my copy of the video for that, and and it's crazy because I had never heard just another girl, and I've probably heard everything else he's done multiple times. But it was a treat that he that he did it for me. I sent a message out and I got a message back. Your message was delivered. Good luck. (laughs) I went to the venue and that's it. I thought it wasn't going to happen. And then he came out for the encore and that's what they opened the encore with. So I, I got my dedication and I put this and I don't know whether you guys see the stuff I put up online too, Uh but yeah, during his solo tour, he was in Colorado, and I uh, was in Utah and in Colorado. So we saw him get off the bus up in uh, Utah, and I said, hey, Brandon, can you do just another girl? And he said, no, nah, I, I can't do it tonight. He said, you're going to be in Denver tomorrow? I said, yeah. He said, I'll do it tomorrow. And he did uh, on cue, and after the show, his people said he was had us practicing this all afternoon long so he could do it for you. All oh, right. I love it. Any other memorabilia that got on your walls there? It's hard to see, but I'm guessing over the years you've you've got a set list or uh, um oh well this was this was that show in Denver that he did. And so some of the collection of lanyards and, and such. And then my other uh trophy was a shadow board that I made uh, from the Samstown tour pictures that I got. Nice. When did you start getting involved more online too? We, we have noticed and seen your stuff up on there. How did that evolve? Uh, th- that evolved because of the original victim site that they had back in the, I guess, Samstown days. And, and we were a really close-knit group back then, smaller, obviously. But we would write blogs and go to shows. I am i don't consider myself a photographer, but I have an interest in the killers, and I have an interest in photography. So I used it as best I could. And my real feeling was that if I can get some nice pictures... I can post them on that victim site. And then those people that can't make it to the shows that don't have the opportunities that I have can see them, can can have a piece of it. Nowadays, there's the, the camera equipment is so good and there's so many people out there that my contribution is appreciated but not totally necessary. But I, I just like doing it. And, and I try, try to get a few videos and uh, I take, gobs of pictures you know I'd probably take 250 to 300 pictures at every show now you know half of three quarters of that's junk because that's what you get but, <laughs> you, know, you take enough stuff and some good things come out i love sharing it putting it out there i, I think it was day and age that they did a casino show in indiana and a bunch of us met up out there and it's good show after the show we went up to the to the bar at the casino, and in walks Dave and Ronnie, and Mark, and a couple of the tech guys, and they kind of looked around and they just turned around and they walked out, and I, I th- we thought they were afraid of being you know kind of inundated with with people, so I ran down to a couple of the people with me. Said, Go get them, John. Get them back here. Tell them they'll be all right. <laughs> I ran down the hall. I said, Hey, come on. We'll make sure people don't bug you. Come on up and have a drink and shoot the breeze with us. And, and they did. Now, of course, Brandon wasn't part of that because it was a bar and he he wasn't doing <laughs> that. It was, you know, those are special times when you can sit there and talk to Mark for twenty minutes. <laughs> and and Ron, Ronnie was always good to me. He's always been good to me. I've got towels he's thrown at me and drumsticks. I, I can't catch drumsticks. I've got small hands, and I can't tell you how many drumsticks have gone through these fingers. But Ronnie <laughs> usually, if he sees me, he'll he'll try to get something near me. 
And it, I guess it was day and age. It was Minnesota. And he threw one at me and I missed it. It went through my hand. And he took another one, kind of almost rolled it across the floor. And this kid next to me reaches right in front of me and grabs it. <laughs> so Ronnie came over after the show, hands me a drumstick and says, you got lousy hands. <laughs> it's in, it's, I got it. And I actually do have a second one that, that a security guy gave me. When I was on the barrier, it hit my hands but fell on the floor. So he said, here, you, you almost got it. Uh, <laughs> so I have those. did about nine shows last year for the, well, last year and the beginning of this year for, for the uh, Imploding the Mirage Tour. My favorite, Salt Lake, uh, the Anthem in Washington, D.C., uh, uh, Hard Rock. The Hard Rock was a great set list. And... Uh, you know, they had the killers had had kind of a bad time at, in Vegas weeks earlier with you know the queue and people being upset. And, and, and I don't do Vegas much anymore because it tends to be a little too crazy, too insane. So when when the Hard Rock show came up, you know, I was right on there. I had my VIP ticket paid for, and then Tommy and I started talking. Pretty soon we both talked to each other into I'm not going to that show. It's going to be the same old thing. They won't let you in with a camera. It, you know, it, it's a hard rock. I sold my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it took about three days before I had seller's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta I gotta thank uh, Matt and his wife because they had two tickets they were trying to sell and they held out trying to sell the pair of them. And finally, they they said, "Well, we we think we have another seller, so we'll sell you one." And they got me into that show, and it was it was a great set list. I mean, he he mixed it, and that was the big complaint up to then. All the shows last year were pretty much the same same set list, and I understand it. You, you know, you can't you can't take all those people on the road and say, "All right, I'm going to change things up, and we're going to do," you know. Something you haven't done in a week or two. Uh, no, you don't do it that way. Anyway, I got there. I, I was in touch with a lot of the Brits because I knew they'd be there the day before. And I only live 40 minutes from uh, Atlantic City. So I made the arrangements to get in early and get my name on the list they put together. I think I ended up 30th going in, which put me right in front of Ted. I was I was a happy camper. But a lot of people thought it was going to be the same old set list. And it, it really wasn't. Uh, he uh, he did Be Still, which he doesn't throw around a lot. I think he did, did he do Jag that night, too. He was trying to look. <laughs> he got the set list. For the, for the <laughs> listeners, he's got the set list on the wall. I have, I have some set lists on the wall, but that's Salt Lake. Anyway, I don't, I don't have it. Uh, yeah, set list. Everybody, I felt bad. I was at Columbus. That was the last show I was at this, this past uh uh, March, and I met some people from Canada up at the barrier. And typical talk: How many shows you've been to? And, and uh, this gal says to me, "I've been to twenty shows." She said, "I've never gotten a set list." So she's standing there after it's over, and they're all got their hands in the air, and they're all for a set list. Well, I know where to get set. It, it isn't particularly at the stage. So I said, "I'll be right back." I walked over, saw my buddy. He said, you want a set list? Yeah, I want a set list. And, uh, <laughs> it just felt good to, to to make her day. I came back. I said, I do need a picture of this. She said, you got it. I don't I don't think I'm a philanthropist or anything, but I've enjoyed, <laughs> I've enjoyed helping to make other people's experience a, a special experience. And it's usually kids or uh, in Penn State, it was a girl who was crying behind me because the guys were picking on her. So I talked to the girls next to me. I said, "We're going to bring this girl up here," and you know, uh, and they and we did, and we brought her up, and she she had a special night because she was on the barrier at the uh, show in uh, Hard Rock. The uh, when they were setting up for the killers, uh, you know, leave it off band and finish their thing. I looked back and about two rows back behind us were these two girls. You could tell they were sisters and mom and dad were with them and just big eyes. And 
uh, the one girl was really small, maybe seven years old or so. And I knew she couldn't see as much. Dad had been holding her up. So I, I talked to the gals next to me because we all know each other up front. And I said, I'm going to see about bringing these two girls up for a song, you know? And they said, sure. I said, will you take care of them? Because I didn't want their dad to think some pervert was, you know, was uh, <laughs> trying to put his hands on the daughters. So I went back and asked him. I said, hey, look, if I bring them up, I've got these ladies up here. What's their favorite song? He said, uh, somebody told me. I said, okay, when somebody told me comes on, we'll bring you up. And and we did. And, and uh, we brought them up and put them on that barrier. And their eyes and their expressions and their their happiness. And you get a lot out of doing those kind of things, you know. And I don't make it a campaign. I'm going to go in and make somebody show. But I've had uh, quite, a few, quite a few occasions to find people who weren't as well off as I was and give them an opportunity. I had one girl on Salt Lake who wanted to get in front of me and be a, why are you up front? Why? I said, what time did you get here? She said, five o'clock this afternoon. I said, well, you were about eight hours too late. <laughs> um, and I said to her, I said, what's your favorite song? You tell me your favorite song, I'll let you come up to the barrier. She said, no, I don't want to be there just for one song. See ya. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I did my best. Uh, looking forward to, the, to whatever Brandon's going to do next. I'm not particularly put off by you know, the things that, that were said out, out in Europe few weeks back uh it, it i i understand it that sounds like brandon you know he's he's sort of taking this 20 truckload tour about as far as he can take it and, <laughs> and that's not what he's totally into it for so uh, i think the only disappointment is it's probably going to be longer before we get that next opportunity because he's still got to put it together whatever next is i you know i hear talk about them doing a residency doesn't interest me much but <laughs> i can understand it it's easy for them uh, but i don't think it'll ever be just a residency I, I i think brandon likes getting out more than that you know yeah i think we learned that during the pandemic um as much as it was nice to be home and, and all that i think brandon can't wait to get back out on the road and and get touring i think that's just kind of in his blood yes yes and and always writing yeah and every and people i people i know who aren't killer fans who go to a killer show or who i've seen it will all say to me he's probably the best showman in rock and roll today and you know nothing against mick jagger and uh and, and those guys but brandon's just one terrific showman he is and and I'm sorry everybody can't know him, but he's one terrific guy, too. <laughs> great family, great place. Uh, had a, I had a chance to meet his dad a few years ago, and I blew it, and I kind of regret that. It was my own stupidity. Uh, they make the comparison because, you know, we're both old and we have gray hair. And when you're, <laughs> you know, so you all look alike. But they were playing up in New York at a private party. And I text people I know. I said, hey, any chance I can get on the band list? And I got a message back. Sure, we'll, we'll put you on the list. Brandon's dad's traveling with him. We need, a, we need a pick. And I'm stupid and I'm naive. I thought they needed a photograph for security because, you know, they hand out photographs of a lot of the people that are on the band list or the crew so that the people around will know their face. Uh, mm -hmm. So I sent him a, a headshot that I had from my corporate <laughs> days. And then it, it hit me later on that, oh, they wanted a pic of me and his dad <laughs> And turned out I I got into traffic in New York, didn't get there until 15 minutes before the show. Uh, Still got to the barrier, but I never got to uh, get that pic with his dad. <laughs> Next time. Dang. Still time. Yeah. So if somebody wants to to connect with you, is is Facebook the best place? Or yeah. besides in, in the queue? <laughs> yeah, yep. Facebook, uh, you know, obviously the uh, I'm on Facebook, John P. McDonald. I belong to I, I follow two of the victims 
sites pretty closely, uh, the victim fan group and uh, the killers fan group. No, I can't keep all these names straight, but yeah. I, I do like to support those two groups and share with them. Like everybody, I'm waiting for the, the next whatever is, is going to be. And, you know, I can only say that this isn't an experience I expected, but it's certainly been uh, a treat in life to uh, all the people I've been looking on, talking to you guys, doing podcasts, uh, people I've met from around the country, from around the world that I would have never known. And now I do know. And uh, it's it's been it's been neat. That's all I can say. Been fun. Do you have another do you have another room in your house full of Rod Stewart? <laughs> no, no, she's not as bad. I think we we have every album and and two CDs each of everything. Because my wife she she files her CDs in the back seat. <laughs> I'm picking on her now, you know. Um, no, no, I'm the I'm the only music nut in this house. Although, again, I'm I'm kind of a crazy cat guy. I got more cats than I would admit to, and uh, they do. Uh, kind of slow me down. Uh, my wife and I don't get out together a whole lot because Dad's got to stay home and feed the cats. But, uh, <laughs> have you ever made it over to Europe for any shows over there? No, I, I have not. And as I said years ago to people, if I go to Europe, I better get a job with the band because my wife says, you go without me. And <laughs> <laughs> don't come back. So, uh, I mean, I'd I'd like to. There was a, a time with the uh, day and age when Jeremy said, you get to Europe, I'll make sure you get any show you can get to. But nah, nah, wasn't, wasn't meant to be. My wife wanted to go to Scotland years ago, and I was kind of opposed to it because she was going to be leaving me and I was going to have the kids. And uh, So if I go to Scotland and don't have her beside me, <laughs> I better not come back. Yeah. It'll be your last I, show. <laughs> I I do respect that uh, that the killers have a a little extra oomph there. There's good sides to that, but there's also the fact that we get the smaller venues, we get the clubs uh, more so than they do. Although Brandon always tries to throw some warm up somewhere for him, but uh, you know, take what we get and and be happy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Do you have uh, any advice for somebody that's uh, just discovering the killers and wants to become uh, the next John, get into line, do all the, the touring? Is there any tips or tricks that uh, you'd like to share that you've learned along the way? You know, not really. I mean, you do your research. I mean, what research is like how much of the flights, when are they, how do I get there early enough to like be there, hotels. So there's a lot of passion that's got to it's got to drive you to do that. And I certainly understand the younger generation doesn't have the money, can't afford the kind of ventures that I've been on, but. Uh, Good job. It'll let you travel. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. I, I gave my stepson who lives in California. I gave him a VIP ticket for the California show at the stadium this summer. And I kept telling him, here's, here's the deal. Get there early. You know, tell people who you are. Tell them, tell them you're my my stepson. You you'll know a bunch of people already. It's a great adventure. Well, about the third thing I sent him, he sent me a note saying, "I got a letter from the venue. I know what time I need to be there. I'll be fine." Which told me he didn't want to hear my stuff. Now this is a kid that'll jump on a plane on Friday and fly to Charlotte so he can go to a WWE show on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> he knows about passion but he doesn't yeah. have it for the killers. So he showed up at five o'clock. He ended up 20 rows back or something like that. And, and he wrote in one of his uh, Facebook messages and he felt like a stick in the mud out there. So I tried, I tried <laughs> to show you how to make it a good experience. Yeah. So the next show, yeah. I'll buy him a seat, put him up in the stands and I'll get him a good seat. He likes the killers. He, he's one of those people that said, Brandon Flowers is probably the best front man in the business today. And uh, I'd, I'd have to agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any uh, advice on somebody that's trying to, we've had people that want to meet Brandon or, or that kind of a thing. Um, you've had some success there, probably more in the early years, but any, any uh, advice on how to, to meet Brandon 
or or have any run-ins or anything like that. Sounds like the best place to go to the airports. That seems all the pictures <laughs> I see people that run into them at the airports. I don't know that they do much after show, maybe at a small venue. He's not going to come out when there's 300 people there. They aren't going to come out. So typically you'd have to wait till the crowd diminished. And when there's you know less than 50 people, then maybe he'll come out small venues. But you've got to be prepared to stay late. The show might end at 11 o'clock. It may be one o'clock in the morning before you're getting in your car to see him. And you're right. I had the advantage, Sam's town, day and age. If you were willing to wait long enough, you you could probably see him. I mean, it got so I would I would I wouldn't try to wait for every show, but I'd go out and I'd let him go through the crowd. He'd walk the line, getting photographs, signing things, and then after he's done, he'd get ready to walk back in the venue. Then I walk over. Hey, how you doing? You sounded great tonight. Oh, we had problems. That's Brandon, you know, no matter how good it was. We were having a perfect. No, it wasn't perfect. Small venues, be patient, be polite. Camden, my own Camden Yards, after the show, we were walking back to the car in the parking lot, and there's all these people lined up on the fence, and they could see Brandon walk out of the back of the venue towards this bus. And this kid hires. Don't be a dick, Brandon. Come on over. Well, I'm sure that just made him feel like he wanted to run right over there. And yeah, see. yeah. Uh, use a little bit more finesse than that when you really, really want to see the guy. Have a, uh, a, a marker if you hope to get something signed. You know, I just always wanted to say hi. How you doing? Yeah. yeah. What's up? I think I think treating him like a normal person and treating the band like normal people. Uh, which they are goes a lot further than you know crazy stalkerish uh, shouting. <laughs> I mean, if you do yeah. have the opportunity, I, that that would obviously be uh, the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the last close contact I had with Brandon was New York City in a ven- smaller venue, and he was go- he was out in the back. He had just arrived, and he was going inside, and everybody was like. trying to get a piece of him and as he got in the door i grabbed his hand i said you should have gotten a grammy nomination for the desired effect and he turned and saw it with me and shot me that big smile and squeezed my hand that was it i'd gotten my my piece of the the man (laughs) (laughs) for for that day your first show was in the 200 section have you been back since or have you just have the itch to be close that you said you haven't been on the barrier every time. Have, have you ever been back that high again? Well, not, not certainly not at that venue. Cause there we could always get GA and get there early and, and yeah. move our way in. I've been back. Yeah. I was back way back in Madison square garden with the uh, day and age because my wife was working and we had to take the train and there was no use buying GA. So I bought tickets. I was really closer to the sound booth, the lighting booth, than I was to the stage. It loses. I'm I'm jaded. <laughs> yeah. I, I, seriously, I am. I mean, you know, when you've been a, a hundred shows, you've been right up there in the thick of it. And I I try to as much as I like taking pictures and videos. I try to make sure I just spend some time singing and jumping up and down, doing what victims do at the, at the front of the stage, being part of the show. <laughs> I know some people that have given Brandon bad looks. Biggest mistake they ever made. <laughs> 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 and they think they're on the barrier and he doesn't pay attention and he he sees that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I felt really bad for him for what happened with that first show in Europe with the uh, Russian guy and the drummer. He, you know, he kind of walked into a buzzsaw there. I'm sure he learned a lot. Uh, they're still calling people up to drums. So. Yeah, yeah. Surprised. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I told my friends, if you ever see me with a sign saying I can play anything, grab the sign, rip it up, and slap me in the face. <laughs> Don't let me get over it. Yeah, I can, you can uh, barely play a CD or, or the radio someday. So uh, it's amazing to me some of those people that, uh, go up there and drum and and fit right in or you know, join with them in any way. So 
that's uh, that's why we went out of our way to kind of have some of those people on. It's just it's really amazing to me. Yeah, I think generally speaking, they've had good luck. They've had a few people that uh, didn't belong on stage. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and any of the ones I've ever seen do it, uh, I can't I don't know how many times, but they, they did a dynamite job. They rock. It's always fun to watch Ronnie between him trying to join in and play the guitar or whatever he does. Also paying attention to what that drummer doing to his drums and uh, doing for the beat of the thing. Yeah. Well, have, uh, have we missed anything that you'd like to share that we haven't touched on or. Oh, I'll think of all that later on this afternoon. <laughs> that's, that's, same, that's same with us. We'll, we'll go to post it and say, Oh, we should have said this or that, but, uh, no, John, we, yeah, we, we, appreciate all your we appreciate you being flexible with us and uh, taking some time out of your day to come and talk with us and, and share your stories. It's been, it's been great. Well, as I said, I'm retired. It was easy for me. And you know, I, I can tell you guys got a full boat. Uh, I hope I've given you some of the insight that you were looking for from just a, uh, a fanatical fan. We'll say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's been awesome. Yeah, that maybe we'll uh, catch up sometime. You know, I, I do get to Salt Lake anyway. Yeah, if you're ever out here for a concert or around, let us know, and we'll we'll at least uh, try to catch up with you. If you're ever in Nephi, we'll give you the tour. But uh, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I would enjoy it, and I'll take you up on that. The next next tour, they do Salt Lake. I'm going to try to be there. That's another episode down from Lonely Town. Take care. 